I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 173 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And in today's show, Kelvin talks to David Nim, leading practitioner of local search engine marketing. All coming up in Internet Marketing. The world of local search has been developing a lot over the last sort of five years, it feels like. Um, do you think there's kind of been more change happening recently or has it settled down a little bit, the world of kind of local search and how Google is starting to peel um, to feed that into their, their normal search results? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say that it's slowed down. <laughs> um, I think if anything, um, Google is, it, it's, again, speaking specifically about Google, not necessarily uh, the other engines, but Google in particular um, has has been throwing a lot more resources uh, at local in the last year to year and a half, I would say. So starting in about, um, you know, sort of end of 2010, uh, I would say they really started to, um, you know, staff up the, the help forums for Google Places. They uh, launched a uh, and on feet on the street marketing campaign in a lot of uh, cities across the U.S. My hometown, Portland, Oregon, was the first one. Um, no, no coincidence whatsoever. Um, no, I'm, I'm just teasing. Uh, so, any, but but at any rate, they're they're throwing a lot of, of resources, and and I think um, the certainly the awareness among small businesses of you know, Google's local offerings and certainly the, you know, the influence that, that, um, map related or location related results, uh, have within Google is, is definitely growing. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, it's about to, to change again, uh, at some point in the next couple of months, I've, I've been a little bit surprised that, um, you know, Google plus launched what July, June or July of, of 2011. Um, and it's, you know, here we are nine months later, 10 months later, um, and we still don't have sort of a, a, a places plus, uh, mm. you know, um, merge or, or synchronization anyway on the back end of Google. And I think that that's probably the next phase is, um, you know, Google, I, I think I, I think Google will probably head towards uh, the place page as sort of, you know, Google's version of a Facebook page uh, where whether it's called plus or places or whatever, um, all of these sort of local customer interactions, digital customer interactions are going to be happening around the place page. So I think it's about to become a lot more dynamic um, than it's been in the past. 
And that's kind of a real close tie then of local and social, which seems to be a trend in general, isn't it, really? Right, exactly. I think, you know, Google... Um Google has probably seen Facebook as its largest competitor, you know, sort of globally, uh, I think, in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, Facebook has had uh, a, a great success without without very much marketing effort uh, at getting um, small businesses to go on and create a, a Facebook page. You know, over the stat here in the U.S. anyway is that over 50 percent of businesses have a Facebook page. Uh, whereas it's probably closer to 20 to 25 percent that have a, a places page. So um, Facebook has had this, you know, much more successful sort of long tail small business, uh, you know, offering for for quite a while. But they haven't really done much with local, and I think Google sees that as a as a way in, uh, you know, as sort of an entree into this market. Is okay. Well, we've got. Um, you know, we've, we've got the, the local data layer, uh, and, and sort of local, you know, with reviews, with check-ins, with all of that stuff, Google has, has some, a pretty good feel for that. Um, and they don't have the social angle figured out yet, but I think that that's changing. Um, and as you said, I think, you know, all of these, all of these, uh, mobile apps that are coming out, uh, sort of tying in local with social, with games, um, you know, those sorts of things. I think Google, Google knows they need to be a player in that to, to stay ahead of everyone else. And do you think part of the reason that there perhaps was that slightly slower uptake in, in businesses on, um, you know, Google places is, is related to the fact that so much of the Google data is kind of drawn from other sources, as it were, that it kind of feels like they perhaps haven't had to go to that effort, whereas you didn't get a Facebook page unless you created one for yourself. Right. That's potentially true. I, I think, though, in general, it's um, at least among the businesses that, that we talked to with our um, getlisted.org uh, local university series, you know, the, the folks who attend those events, it's, it's much more uh, just the fact that the average small business in America just doesn't know that Google Places exists. Um, whereas, you know, they, they certainly know Google exists, but it's, it's, it's a much more complex beast to try to understand than is Facebook. Um, everybody sort of gets Facebook immediately. Um, and so it's, it's much more a question, at least over here, of businesses, you know, knowing that they have the option to engage with Google Places, you know, let alone for free. Um, whereas, uh, you know, again, Facebook just has this, this incredible market share that businesses know they need to be on there. And in terms of those kind of businesses that come to you that are kind of um, not really as aware, you know, or becoming aware of, uh, of Google Places, what, what's the kind of most common issue that they face that you kind of help them solve? <laughs> and how do they go about solving that, you know, that potentially yeah. that some of the listeners might be suffering from? Exactly. So, well, there's, I think, two big issues, and you highlighted one with, with your question, you know, a minute ago, which is, um, well, why is my data wrong? Why can't I fix my data? Why is my, uh, you know, why is my address uh, five years out of date? Or why haven't you updated my website? Uh, address those sorts of questions. So I think the data issue is still, uh, is still a big one. And, um, you know, it's probably a, beyond the scope of this podcast to try to, well, I mean, is, is um, it you know, highlight. a solvable issue? I'm not sure it is. Is it really? I don't it, know. It's definitely. No, it is definitely a solvable issue. Uh, you you probably will bang your head against the wall for a month or so, but um, you know if you if you definitely get some, uh, you know, put some elbow grease into it, um, you you can solve the data issue. Um, essentially, there are at a very high level, there are uh, in in this country there are two or three major data aggregators that um, pull business data from phone records, from utility bills, from, you know, sort of business organization uh, rosters, those sorts of things. Uh, and and in, the, in this country, in the U.S., it's Infogroup and Locally's are the two big players. And they 
basically are the foundational database for all local search sites. Um, that's a little bit of a generalization, but pretty much everyone relies on you know, on their data in, on, in one way or another. And so the problem is they're not very well-known consumer brands. I doubt that many of your listeners have ever heard of them. And so, um, you know, businesses don't know that they need to fix their data on these these two big players. Um, and frankly, just going right to Google and trying to update it, uh, again, if Google gets a feed from somebody else, um, like one of these players with that incorrect data, it's it's not likely to stick. Um, so you, you're sort of playing whack-a-mole unless you fix uh, your data at, at these big aggregators. Um, the other the other really uh, you know sort of lesser known tool um, that that I think is very valuable and is a totally white hat uh, t- technique to use if you are uh, having trouble with your data. Uh, in some countries, um, Google has a product called MapMaker. So Google.com/slash/MapMaker. Uh, and this represents sort of the, the underlying, um, di- there, there's sort of the maps layer, then there's the map maker layer, then there's the places layer. So this is sort of one layer down uh, closer to the foundation uh, for Google. And um, if you're having trouble with your data in Google Places, you might check Google Map Maker and see if there's some underlying bug uh, in that database that, um, that you can clean up. Uh, it's not available in all countries yet, but it is in the U.S. And I, I, I don't know if it's in the it's in the U.K. yet, but it's in many um, actually third world countries around the world. It's sort of the best mapping source, uh, user generated source of of maps um, around the world. So that's definitely an option uh, on the data front. Um, and then the other big problem that people that people tend to have uh, with places is. You know what happened to my reviews, right? Uh, Google stopped showing um, third-party reviews uh, last July as part of the blended search rollout, and so you know people who had put all of this effort into getting reviews on City Search and uh, certainly Yelp in this country as uh, a big one, TripAdvisor, etc. Um, you know all of those reviews have disappeared from from Google Places, and Google now only shows native places reviews, um, and so it's definitely uh, caused. A lot of us to adjust our our strategy that we recommend in terms of where businesses ask for customer reviews, um, and even uh, you know sometimes Google even loses uh, their reviews from time to time depending on um, you know where the sort of data index is is rolling out. So um, those are I think the two biggest issues: number one, incorrect data; number two, loss of reviews at least temporarily um, that businesses tend to to you know kind of scream about. And Dave, the, the main way that I, well, the first way that I came across you and kind of um, and the, the blog sphere was kind of your local search ranking factors that you compile. Can you tell us a bit about kind of how that came about and some of the, you know, the, you know, the biggest ranking factors that are kind of illustrated from that process that you go? Sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, this came about um, in about, I don't know, two th- I don't even know, know the first year that I did it, but um, let's just say it was 2007. Um, obviously, Rand at, at SEO Moz, you know, had done a, a ranking factors for, you know, generic Google yeah. searches. Um, but, you know, I was working with very small clients uh, at the time and, and still am um, to, a, to some extent um, where th- the only searches that, that really mattered for them, you know, they weren't going to compete with Amazon or, or Home Depot or Walmart or whatever. Uh, Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. 
Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, the, the only searches that were really relevant for them were when people were typing in, you know, what city they were looking for. So if they're looking for, you know, a coffee shop in Portland, um, you know, back in 2007, 2008, you had to type in the word Portland in order to get locally relevant results. Um, and I didn't think that the, you know, I didn't see that the, um, the factors that, that all the experts that ran surveyed really held, uh, held that true for those map influence results. And so um, I, and about, I don't know, at the time, probably 15 or 20 of, of our, of my colleagues in, in local search, um, you know, we just sort of put our heads together and, and, um, you know, Mike Blumenthal, especially, I want to, I want to highlight uh, him in particular, you know, he sort of developed this model of ranking factors, uh, for specifically, uh, relevant to, to local queries. Um, and so I sort of just wanted to get a sense for, you know, the people who were really following us, whose clients, ex- you know, consisted basically exclusively of the same type of businesses that mine did, get a, get a sense for what they, uh, what they saw as relevant for, for local rankings. And so, you know, as, as the algorithms evolved, it's actually gotten much harder to do that survey because um, anymore, you know, especially after the Venice update a couple weeks ago, um, you know, you're now seeing locally relevant organic results blended with, local blended results blended with, you know, pure local results. And so, um, what is a local result anymore is, is very, very difficult to figure out. Um, you know, there's not a sort of standard set of, of, there's not sort of one algorithm Google's relying on. There's probably three algorithms, um, at play at any given time. So, um, it's really, uh, you know, I, I think that the, um, the quantitative stuff that a lot of people are, are doing is actually a lot harder to, um, you know, to sort out. And so it really needs to be at this point, uh, it doesn't need to be, I, th- I certainly would continue to encourage people to, to do quantitative research, but I think qualitatively, uh, you know, you're starting to see, um, things like, uh, anchor text coming back in, in local search anyway, as in a big way, um, you know, links pointing to your website with, both category and geography uh, seem to be really important for those um, those locally influenced organic results. Mm. Um, in terms of the in terms of pure places results, I think we're seeing uh, the same thing we've always seen. Even though Google's not showing us where they're getting this data from, but again, making sure that your data is accurate on these major sites like InfoGroup, Locally's, City Search, Yelp, um, making sure that Google can associate those with the same information on your place page. That's very very important. 
Um, and then the number one tip, you know, in terms of like easy wins for, you know, if you run an agency and you do a lot of this stuff for, for small businesses who don't have a big budget, the number one tip I would say is look at your keyword research, um, figure out the top, yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta pick five categories at Google, but only four of them can be custom. So look at your top four keywords, um, from your keyword research, uh, match that up with, um, with the, the keywords that are, that are the most lucrative for your clients, uh, and plug those into custom categories. That's still a, a huge factor that I see, um, that most of my colleagues see with, you know, if you look at the results of my survey, um, as influencing local results, I think that that's, uh, yeah, you know, people are always looking for sort of the easy, quick win, and and that's probably the biggest one you could do uh, in local. And you mentioned there, David, a little bit about the kind of the Venice update. Can you kind of talk a bit about kind of what that is and how that's manifesting itself, and and potentially how that might kind of impact on uh, businesses and how they go about their kind of local search marketing? Sure. So Venice, uh, Mike Ramsey actually wrote a, a great, po- excuse me, uh, wrote a great post on SEO Moz. Mike Ramsey of Nifty Marketing. Uh, dot com. So uh, he sort of highlighted something that um, that not a lot of people uh, were talking about with respect to Venice. Um, you know, frankly, I haven't. I'm I'm totally embedded in in local search, uh, so I'm not even sure how Venice applies to uh, organic search. I'm sure to the same extent that you are, Kelvin. But um, with respect to local, um, you know, we're starting to see. Um, you know, very, uh, very, very customized or personalized results on a local basis uh, within organic search. So let's say, um, you know, you're over in the UK and you do a search for, um, you know, plumbing companies, something like that. Before you would see, you know, probably you'd see a seven pack of, of local businesses or at least a blended seven pack of local businesses. Um, and you might still get that as part of Venice. But in addition to that, um, rather than seeing, you know, the national website for a, a big corporation, you know, plumbing company that, that serves uh, clients worldwide, you're more likely to see organic, just pure website results from local businesses in your area. And so um, it's really impacting over here anyway, it's, it's really impacting, um, you know, standard Internet Yellow Pages sites, which had already lost traffic due to, you know, the seven pack. You're seeing them really fall off the off the search results now because every result on the page is is locally relevant based on uh, where you're doing the search. Um, you know things that other people in your in your general geographic region have found uh, interesting and, and click through. So you're really starting to see um, you know Google's incorporating more and more location signals into pure organic results, which. Um, we've seen to a degree in the past, but never to the same extent that this latest update seems to have rolled out. So um, if you want to know more about this, I, I definitely would recommend that post by Mike Ramsey on, on SEO Moz. Uh, it came out in sometime in early to mid-March. Um, so just, you know, you, I'm sure you could Google around or Bing around and, and find that. Yeah, no, I'll make sure I'll add that into the, the show notes as well, David. And just to finish up with, with one final question, if someone kind of has come to this episode today, they kind of were aware of local search and that potentially they ought to be doing something about it, and they've listened to the episode and gone, blimey, I actually really ought to be going about this. Is there any kind of beginner's resources or places to start that you recommend pointing people towards if they're kind of just starting out in the world of um, optimizing their website for geographic um sure yep so um you know selfishly i'll i'll plug my local search ranking factors um if you just type in local search ranking factors.com um i think that that'll give you sort of a pretty good list of of um 
you know, as it's, it's in some sense, it's a little bit overwhelming. But if you sort of stick with the top 10 or 15, um, that'll get you a good start in terms of what to what to be paying attention to. Um, there are other tons of other great resources out there. Um, Mike Blumenthal's blog, I mentioned earlier, it's Blumenthal's.com slash blog. He is really the guy to um, keep in touch with on a daily basis. Uh, you know, he'll he'll be talking about interface changes, about algorithmic changes. Um, so if you want to sort of, you know, keep up with this on a, on a regular basis, he's, his blog is really the one I dive into. Um, I mentioned Mike, Mike Ramsey earlier, uh, you know, anything that anything local that appears on SEO Moz um, is generally contributed by one of us, one of the members of the local search community. And so, um, you know, you might even consider just, you know, searching site colon SEO org local search um, and seeing what shows up. I know Rand did a, a great post um, last July uh, when Google started hiding, you know, both reviews and citation sources um, about, how to find, you know, citations now that Google is no longer showing them. And it was a technique that we, that we'd been using for a while, but no one had really published. So I'm glad that, that Rand did that. Um, and related to that, uh, there's a, a tool that will do that for you, um, that Darren Shaw out of Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada has put out whitespark.ca. Um, and then the name of the tool is local citation finder. So, um, those are some great resources that I would say both from a, you know, sort of general understanding level, uh, down to a tactical level, I think um, I'd encourage people to, to take a look at. Fantastic. Well, some great advice there. And it's a, it's a world in which I, they, it only seems to be Google, you know, with Venice and that are kind of making ever more complicated, but ever more important in, in the world of kind of search uh, marketing. Yeah, we've, um, you know, Google has shared with us, with, with everyone, uh, not with me, and, you know, personally, but, uh, you know, 20% of their desktop queries uh, are local in nature. So one in five queries, you know, you're going to get some sort of local influence um, in your results. Uh, and that number goes up to 53% on the, on the mobile device, uh, on any mobile device. So um, as mobile search grows, you know, with more and more market share, that also means local search is, is growing in market share. So uh, really, no matter what your business is, you know, local is probably going to be relevant for you within the next, you know, year to two years. Fantastic. Well, really appreciate that, David. There's some great advice there and some great um, resources you've recommended as well. And I really appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Calvin. I really appreciate uh, being asked to come on. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a a rating on iTunes itself. Well that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.